Zoe Ann Dyke. How are you doing? I am. I feel the happiest people on the planet and the luckiest girl for sure in the universe and awesome. feeling pretty good. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. Yeah. Of, we're here kind of at the end of the season or at least towards the end of the season. So what do you have going on for the rest of the year? Do you have more tournaments lined up? Are you headed home? What do you got going on? Oh man. I'm actually, I'm at a really fun place in my end of season transitioning into off season yeah. while it's all kind of, uh, I guess you could say kind of bleeding over into each other. So I'm in Santa Cruz currently. Nice. Um, and I've spent the whole week this week with Dustin Keegan. We're here working out in the actual disc golf strong home gym of Seth Munzies. He's our, he's our yeah, trainer. Awesome. And so it, we've been driving down to Monterey each day and, um, we'll, we'll get our gym time in and, and getting basically disc golf camp in, um, so you could say I'm pretty much total body sore right now. Yeah. <laughs> However, we're going to go to San Diego this weekend. Uh, it's just a quick two-night check-in at one of my lifelong girlfriend's houses. And then Phoenix by Tuesday night, Phoenix Ladies Open. Yeah. And that is my last event. And we get to go home to Oregon. I'm so excited. That's wonderful. <laughs> so it's funny that we started our off-season training yet. Uh, right. Not this weekend, but next <laughs> competing <laughs> then it's over right it's just kind of how it goes yeah i've got a uh inbox full of stuff from seth and disc golf strong and that's one of my off-season goals is to start actually like implementing all the disc golf strong stuff i'm so glad to hear that yeah. because it's all very very good stuff and the more you follow him and and the more you're interested in what he's doing you know He's going to speak to the recreational all the way to the professional and everything in between yeah. for all things disc golf, whether you have an injury or you want to get better at something like he's, he's got a lot of good in the development and happening. Well, that's a perfect segue because we uh, were talking this week <laughs> about the topic of getting better. And you're obviously a professional disc golfer and educator, which makes you someone really great to talk to. And I always get really excited whenever you're on commentary because I feel like anytime I watch a video with you on commentary, I always like learn something that I can apply to my game. Something, awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's start with something kind of concrete. And uh, that's just practicing, practice routines. Like what do you do to practice? What would you recommend as things to kind of think about for practice routines? So practice routines, um, that's a fun one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to just like a... I'm going to speak to it in a couple of formats. And the first one is, you know, if I was just, if I was just the basic everyday course user that really enjoyed disc golf yeah. and might sign up for a tournament, some, a fun practice round is where I'm going to start out with. Um, one, you definitely, you need to warm up properly, just like you would dream of warming up for a tournament. Mm -hmm. And when I say dream of, a lot of people might not warm up for tournaments. Maybe we can get into that too later, but um, warming up properly so that hole six or hole nine going, yeah, I feel like I'm warmed up now because that's not, uh, it's not your ideal practice round and, and there's probably no way you're going to, you're going to shoot your best round or impress yourself if you, if you don't start off warmed up. Um, and so I do, I do a really quick and it literally is, because I, I, I bounce around and I, I do some kind of agility type movements for about two minutes. 
and then I do my disc golf strong. It's it, you can I think everyone in, in the public can look it up for free. But the disc golf strong warm up is a series of I think twelve movements. A couple of them you have a disc in your hand. A couple of them you don't. And and what they do is they warm up each hinge of your hinge. I'm I'm, I'm talking ankles, knees, hips, kind of kind of core, torso, hips being two hinges, uh, and then arms and elbows and neck and, and blood flowing through those things. So that's a really technical format of 10 minutes before you get on the course. But when you're on the course and you're practicing, um, it's important. It's, it's the most important thing to be mindful and in the moment of each skill. Um, so when you're on the tee box, for example, what I mean by that, you really can only be thinking about that drive specifically, that line specifically, and what disc or what what disc shot selection you would pick. Because if you're if you're if you're thinking about, let's say it's a par four or a tricky hole, if you're thinking about where you might um, screw up, or that would be worst case scenario, or where you might need to make your second shot from, you you've already kind of defeated the work you're going to do off the tee box. So staying mindful in a shot by shot selection and then a slot shot by shot execution is like the best practice you could ever have. And that is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Mm -hmm. Um, As humans in anything we do, anything, we all want bigger, faster, stronger next results or on to the next thing. And in golf, it has to only be about the thing you're doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's the best practice I've ever came up with is when I'm on the tee box, it's only that drive, only that shot. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the middle or doing an upshot or a scramble shot, only that shot. When I'm inside of 30 feet or putting or, or jump putting, only that shot. And then and continue to repeat process and move on. So... I think the best kind of practice anyone could ever produce after warming up is is being mindful shot by shot. I like that. That's that's really, really great advice and something I look forward to implementing for sure. Yes. (laughs) Oh, good. uh, So my next question is way more tricky, I feel like. because obviously, to your to your point, golf is a, a unique game and everybody's looking for more consistency. Like I don't you know, from your basic new player I think up through the pros consistency is a a big deal Um, I think it's also partly why I'm addicted to disc golf right because I'll throw something really awesome and be so excited and then spend like the next 15 throws trying to get back to that Um, but what would you recommend (laughs) uh, just some different ways to find consistency whether that's mental or uh, something actually physical in practice that is a really good question it can go deep and and it can go um, very basic, and I'm gonna do my best to not go into like uh, like Socrates here, you know, like major <laughs> deep theories. I'm gonna do my best to keep it streamlined. But that's a that's a good question, and and really the answer to consistency is like, hey Zoe, how do I win a world title? Because because I'm looking for consistency, but there are specific ways to train, and I want to start by saying. Posture, line, and balance. Mm-hmm. There's three words. Um, if we were talking about swimming, or we were talking about volleyball, soccer, basketball, wrestling, um, you name it, 
every sport is built on those three words, posture, line, and balance. And so to apply those three words in disc golf is going to create consistency. But let's, let's take it from the very, very last word, line. Um, whether you're talking about a sidearm or a backhand, and let's just say, you know, for the instances of talking about driving only first, being consistent, the, the quickest point from, or the quickest way to get from point A to B is a straight line. And we all know that, you know, a straight shot was like, it's a hard thing to, to attain. It, it talk you know, it speaks to disc selection and power and movement and speed, but a straight shot is literally where everyone should start to release a disc flat and straight and try to produce a straight flight. Mm -hmm. And then we should build our shots, hyzer, anaheizer, S-turn, full force flip overs, rollers, you you know, continue to name the really, really unique and and technical shapes um, as they go down the line, but we need to grow it from a flat straight line. And so, you, you only would add angles in, like an angle for a righty backhand. You're going to tilt. If you, if you have your arm held out, you're going to tilt the, I'm going to call it a plate and spill all the food towards the ground yeah. away from your body. <laughs> and that's, that would be working on your flat straight line pull through with an angle tilt. Mm. Then you would do hundreds of reps of those. After you've done your hundreds of reps of straight flat shots, now you're working on your hyzer shot, and that is the same pull you were just doing for your flat straight shot, but we've tilted the disc and maybe even changed the disc stability. Yeah. And you kind of repeat process and tilt it the other direction, let's say, for an anaheizer. And then you can repeat those processes for a sidearm. It would just be spinning it the other direction. But, again, without trying to get too technical, mm-hmm. if everyone would spend a little more time on repeating, let's just say 20, because you you really don't want too many more than between 20 and 40 throws in like field work. So you really wouldn't want to over practice by going outside of that many, but growing it from a flat release and a straight line, that's how we start to build on work consistency. And then we start we start to play around with angles, dumping angles. We start to play around with disc stability and weight. Mm-hmm. And I, I mention it order that I feel like is correct. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone should, should have one driver that they just love when they start the game. Mm-hmm. And you should learn that driver. And you should learn how you think you can throw that driver mm-hmm. from a flat, straight shot. And then you get to, you get to choose different drivers to decide like, uh, okay, my flat straight shot with this one doesn't go straight, you know, and, and that's just our basic disc choice learning mm-hmm. coming off of building on our line from front to back. Um, and so consistency that people, that people don't realize in disc golf comes from multiple reps with one mold flat and straight, yes. and then you get to repeat it with other molds or repeat the same mold with angles. And that's how we practice consistency. And, and that's really where shot shapes or different shot selections come from. Uh, a lot of people make the common mistake that this disc does this for me. Right. 
but that's not really ever the case. And yes, um, different stabilities and weights would speak to that in a dramatic form. But what really is going on is we are the controllers and the operators of how we are spinning and releasing a disc. And so, so to just build from a flat, straight shot is, is literally how we're going to learn and build consistency. Let's move into a little bit of the mental side. Uh, in terms of getting okay. better advice for both dealing with success and setbacks mentally, uh, ways to approach when things go really good and when they're not going maybe as well, uh, ways to handle that to just help your score and to help you get better and feel better. Okay. I'm going to take the easy road out first. When, when you're up to stay up the results of, of any shot you've just thrown or putted, when it was the result you wanted. So the celebration <clears throat> and, and, and you don't really want to get out of control cause it is golf. I, I tend to kind of, I'm one of the louder people on the course. <laughs> so maybe I, I'm animated in my celebration, but yeah. the whole point here is to celebrate when you've impressed yourself or you've released the disc, how you wanted it and you got the result you wanted. Celebrating is important. Now, whether that's a high five or a personal silent, hey, good shot, me, you know, that's that's very important to do. But but when you're down, whether it's been bad luck from hitting a tree, bad luck because, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to release it there. Bad luck because of whatever it might be. Here's what we do. This is huge. What about the shot was right? So that's a way to celebrate a miss or you'll often hear me say i think there's even some camera footage i, I kind of shank off you know miss i guess off the tee box and you'll hear me say i can throw it in from there <laughs> sometimes i kind of can't find the way to celebrate mm-hmm. and so even if it sounds a little bit sarcastic there's there's nothing but truth behind mm-hmm. that was the only celebration line that I could say out loud for my brain to believe my body. I can throw it in from there. And that would be kind of worst case scenario. Um, because usually I can be like, man, I had a lot of stank on that shot. Meaning, wow, I had good power. There's a celebration factor of a, of a miss Mm -hmm. or that had good height, but I released it too late. And I would even sit, caution against saying, the, but I released it too late or too early. That had good height. There's a celebration factor. And then lastly, that was the line I meant to hit. Mm-hmm. And don't say the but. I put it too high or too low or too slow. Mm-hmm. That was the line I meant to hit. Just didn't execute it properly. So all those are examples of how can you celebrate even when things didn't go the way you intended. And if you can have those mini celebrations or positive mental attitude talks, that's going to shave off a few strokes. I know for me, a downward spiral or, or negative energy is really easy to capture, whether it's a card made or yourself kind of blowing up. And the only way to stop it is to fake it till you make it or force through. And, and forcing through that means try to find a way to celebrate. <laughs> That's good. It's really good. So let's talk a little bit about goal setting uh, in terms of setting goals. Do you have recommendations, advice for the best way to go about that? Yes. Oh, this is huge. This is big. Um, 
what 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 can you really expect out of yourself and and it takes a lot of personal honesty setting your expectations correctly is is literally what it takes in disc golf specifically to attack a course and achieve feeling accomplished or feeling successful can't tell you how many people think that they can pull off shots that um Ricky Wysocki or Paul McBeth or Greg Barsby can pull off. And I, and I can't tell you how many um, females think that they can throw farther than Paige Pierce. And those things are true. There's a lot of gals out there that can just really blast a disc or a lot of dudes that can throw some amazing stuff. The difference is their expectation is that they would do it every time consistently like those top level players. And the the expectation level needs to be adjusted to how often the the player is really doing that. And then and then once they've actually adjusted their expectations to what they're really eighty to ninety percent of the time executing, mm-hmm. then we can build a real course plan to like, okay, I can par or three at least I'm gonna say twelve holes on this course, but I really believe even if it's my best shot or like kind of my best shot, I probably have a birdie opportunity on the other eight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one of those I'm kind of pretending and dreaming. I probably only have five birdie ops and, uh, you know, and you can kind of see how that goes, but yeah. legitimately setting yourself up for, we all accidentally think that we can shoot 18 down right. <laughs> and that's the perfect round. Right. And that's not the case, yeah. but it's really hard for every single one of us, male or female, no matter what age, to not think that we should have had that shot. And so really, really becoming in tune with what you would hit 85 to 95% of the time and then setting an expectation level from there. And and that's not going to be doable for everyone. You might need a coach or a, a practice friend that plays with you all the time to help you with those expectations. But certainly... I like to attack a course from hole one to 18 on paper or, or in my head or verbalizing to someone how many pars I would expect Mm -hmm. to get righteously and how many birdies I really think are must get birdies because you would never plan for anything else. Right. An ace is a miracle moment. Uh, One of those threes that you got a bonus birdie is a bonus birdie and none of us would ever plan for a bogey. So so I'd say from pars, truly that you could get to birdies that wouldn't be a fluke. Um, that, that, that's how you plan for and set goals for a course accordingly. Um, and, and really, those are the kind of goals you should talk about with your practice buddies because they've mm-hmm. seen you throw those holes 10, 20, or 100 times, yeah. and they know that you've probably only birdied it once yeah. or 85 times. Yeah. You can you can actually have conversations about those and delve up memories on how you should plan to do it. Yeah. That that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think having proper expectations of what you already can do consistently mm-hmm. sets everybody up for like attainable goals yeah. on a course. And I think that course coursework is what we all spend the majority of our time doing pros all the way down to rec level players. We're all trying to get as many disc golf rounds in on an actual course as we can because it's the most fun version of practice. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. 
Well, wow, that's just a lot of really good advice, a lot of stuff to chew on. Um, I'm excited to go back and listen <laughs> to this and, and apply it to uh, what I'm doing as well. So, yeah, any other awesome? Any other tips, anything else you want to share with us? Any shout-outs? Well, I have a huge shout-out. Um, one, I, I need to start by thanking you for reaching out to me. This is the second time I've had the pleasure of talking to you, and yeah. I really appreciate the work you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate the way you're trying to grow disc golf. And the fact that you selflessly want to help everybody while, while duly getting, you know, help for yourself and your friends, that's just a beautiful mission. And, and I think that's the true definition of, of a type of ambassador in disc golf. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And then two, I want everyone to know that I want to do this over and over again in as many formats as I can yeah. um, because education and educating mm-hmm. people on a true professional level of disc golf is like, I'm pretty sure what I was put on earth to do. And, um, I started a nonprofit called universal play disc golf and online you can find it as youplaydg.org or youplaydiscgolf.org. And, and I would say just, I want to encourage people, even though it's really slow on its online presence, it's incredible. The platform and the stage that that that's built for me Mm -hmm. and, and, and my, partner in life, Dustin Keegan, to be able to spread the good word and be true professionals of disc golf and, and teach about it. So if I could plug anything, I'd plug You Play DG and um, at this current time, the phenomenal support and awesome support that I have from my uh, team from Dynamic Discs. Um, also want to say Whale Sacks on that. And um, those two, you know, from Tina's Tina Oakley now being whale sacks to dynamic discs. I feel, I feel some of the biggest support and it takes support for the professionals to even, to even be able to give more to to the rest of the scene. So I just want to plug and shout out those entities and people and tell everyone I'm thankful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me and (laughs) I really, really hope we can get you out to Kansas City for a clinic here sooner than later. So Yes, this stuff feeds my soul. I have a lot of fun teaching. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's just so great. So anyway, but yeah, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it.